Time now for Fort Bragg Stories, a collaboration between WUNC's American Homefront Project and the Fayetteville Observer, chronicling a century of history at the nation's largest military installation. I'm Elizabeth Friend. For 13 days in October 1962, the United States and the Soviet Union came to a standoff over the presence of Soviet nuclear missiles on the island of Cuba. Jean Wilson was a freshman at Women's College in Greensboro at the time. I was walking from the dining hall to my dorm, and I heard aired on loudspeakers Kennedy's speech. Of course, that was the first that any of the public knew that something was going on in Cuba. Unmistakable evidence has established the fact that a series of offensive missile sites is now in preparation on that imprisoned island. The purpose of these bases can be none other than to provide a nuclear strike capability against the Western Hemisphere. It was rather ominous hearing this uh, message being broadcast in that way, as if, you know, it sounded like an emergency, a national emergency. Apparently in the dorms, all the girls, they were sitting in front of the television watching Kennedy deliver his speech, and some were crying because they were dating soldiers at Fort Bragg, or perhaps their fathers were in the military. President Kennedy and Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev negotiated a diplomatic end to the standoff in November. But those intervening days were a tense time for soldiers at Fort Bragg, including Jean's own father, who was on active duty with the 82nd Airborne. A few days prior to Kennedy's speech, my father called my mother and told her that he was going to be able to come home for a few hours to have dinner. He had been on the post at Fort Bragg. Uh, The 82nd Airborne Division was preparing, going to Florida, and then from there on to Cuba. They were going to have an assault on Cuba. My mother didn't know what was going on on the post, and Dad couldn't tell. He had asked my mother to prepare a steak dinner, which was unusual, Mother said, because... Ordinarily, he would, when she'd ask him, he'd say, oh, anything is fine. He got home. My little siblings were really happy to see him. He had been away for several days. So they sat down to dinner, and a phone call came in, which Mother answered. And she was told to tell my father, shotgun, shotgun. She didn't know what that meant, but she, and she asked my father, what does shotgun, shotgun mean? He said he couldn't tell her but that he had to leave. So at that moment, there was confusion. My little siblings, who were three and five at the time, were upset. They had seen their dad come home, and then he was leaving right away. My father went to the attic to get his duffel bag. Mother was saying, well, where are you going? When are you coming back? And he said, I can't tell you. I don't know when I'll be back, but I'll be back. They were going to be dropped into Cuba, and from what I understand, they expected a lot of casualties. And I'm sure my father understood that that was what might happen. He did go back to the post and found out then that the wrong code word had been given to him so that they were not departing for Florida and then on to Cuba He called mother and told her that um, he wouldn't be going somewhere. And everybody was really relieved, I'm sure. Jean Wilson's story was recorded as part of Fort Bragg Stories, a collaboration between the Fayetteville Observer and WUNC's American Homefront Project. If you have a story you'd like to share, you can find a link at wunc.org.